D8 Dungeon Network and Beholder Mark Media are proud to announce the Ross Grapers After School Special is sponsored by Call Centaurs. Could you use a person and a horse in your life? Are you looking for some serious horseplay? Real life centaurs are waiting to take your call right now. Why wait? We guarantee you won't say to these sexy stallions. Pick up that sending stone and dial 555 half horse half person. Call centaurs. Always out to stud. Oh, wait, wait, wait. How, how after school is this after school special? <laughs> never, never mind. Where's my sending stone? Uh, oh, wait, 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 wait. Hang on. Oh, Bonnie, Arrayus, happiness, what, what, are you, what are you doing going to a library? I, I mean, I expect this kind of behavior from Artemis. He's a bit of a nerd, but a library. Oh, how many times did I tell them no one cool goes to a library? Oh, and my reputation's ruined just by associating with those four. Oh, well. Now, where did I put that sending stone? Mama wants to talk to a sexy centaur. Or two. Reyes, Arctimus, Bonnie, and Happiness. The four of you find yourselves in the dusty, long-abandoned committee room for the Heatherbirds Society. Overhead, about 40 feet suspended in the air, you have found the first half of Ros Graypurse's mysterious thesis. Just as it seemed that luck had turned in your favour, and you were one step closer to kind of saving the day, the portraits on the walls of former members of the Heatherbird Society spring to life and lurch in that weird anime-style battle-is-about-to-happen type motion. Can all of you give me a... I was about to say a deck-saving throw, an, an initiative roll. That's Oof. a five, five for me. Just wanted to make sure I still had a zero bonus to initiative. Um, Fifteen. That's an eight from me. I've got a plus four to my initiative. Ooh. Uh, 21. Oh, Ooh. Horse girl. I was going to say horse power. <laughs> <laughs> Not the <That> 60. <laughs> Yay, I made a car joke. <laughs> <laughs> Are you proud of me now? Are you proud of me now? <laughs> Bonnie, you see, you see portraits of these, like... All the people that are depicted in them, they're all... This is obviously across decades. And you, you can tell... You knew that kind of coming into the room in the first place because all their stylings uh, were slightly different. You're, you're not quite sure who they are. You recognised Professor Vess and you recognised Administrator Shufflebottom. But you haven't really had a chance to investigate the room before these attacked. What are you doing? Um, I mean, I'm not best pleased that we are in this situation. But... 
you know, well, we better make the most of it. How long is the table in this like conference? You said there's sort of like a conference room. There was, yeah, there and there there was a long table. It's about twenty five feet long okay. with tall, high backed chairs, all of which have been cushioned with kind of a a purple a purple velour cool. cushioning. Okay, I want to move away from everyone else and go and stand at the opposite end of the room, ideally on a chair actually, because I'm going to cast Thunder Wave aiming hopefully the cube as much upwards as possible as one can do on something from yourself. So that is, what's my spell save? Is a spell save DC of 14 on a constitution saving throw. Each creature in a 15 foot cube. So I'm just trying to get as many of these portraits within that. And any unsecured objects will also be pushed around, which will be fun. Artemis uh, Arias and 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 cut it. The the I'm literally just going to call the sisters from now on. Artemis Arias and happiness. You just see Bonnie kind of like duck down and then run towards the table, hop up onto one of the high backed chairs, lift her hands up over her head, and just kind of like shut her eyes very very tightly, and then slam her two hands together, making kind of a clap. But it's that it's not a it's not a celebratory clap it's not an applause it's more it's it's that thing that someone does to kind of get everybody's attention and just as the the two palms of her hands hit together this wave of thunderous magic just erupts straight out of her out and upwards and the portraits all of them are struck by this the the few books and the odd trinket that were on the table uh, you know, things covered in dust sheets and so on and so forth are all sent upwards in, into the air and there is a cloud of dust everywhere you hear the clattering of objects and the banging of wood against stone and metal against stone as the portraits are actually slammed back to the where they came flying from the walls from damage six on a success, Ooh. half as much on a failure, and any that failed are pushed, yeah, 10 feet away. And any unsecured Perfect. objects are also pushed 10 feet away. Perfect. Um, you've cleared a huge space in front of you. It, this is the one part of the room that, you know, all that dust has just been blown off of. And I'll, I'll stay on the chair Thanks. for now. As the three of you see Bonnie do this, some of the portraits that had flung themselves from the wall have slumped and just fallen straight to the ground. They're not moving again. But six of the larger ones, two of which you recognize Vess and uh, Agatha from, shake themselves off. And the portraits of the women painted inside are all now scowling very dismissively of the of that action. They, they look a little, they look rather upset. Well, uh, any bonus action, buddy? I will cast Shillelagh on my quarterstaff. Just awesome. be ready. <laughs> Taking the and is this your breakfast club? Um, no, this is my uh, my quarterstaff with a horse carved into the top. Oh yes, okay. Um, again, you're all kind of slightly surprised to see Bonnie being the first to jump into action, and then following that with the destruction of school property, <laughs> as much as it is abandoned and whatnot, it's a little bit like. Wow, what's in that thesis? But look, the school property was about to damage me, so you know. <laughs> Fair enough. Bonnie's thinking Fair is Fair just you know, if it's going to attack me, <laughs> damage I'm, it. Yes, first. exactly. This is all perfectly logical. With a, a kind of a, and you you see Bonnie just kind of like stamp her right foot, and then kind of like, and it is it. It's that full thing that horses do, uh, where <laughs> it hits. They stamp the ground a couple of times, and then they kick back the dirt a little bit. 
she knocks her quarterstaff on the top of the chair and casts shillelagh and the the quarterstaff itself it actually the wood kind of hardens a little bit more and it it becomes a little bit more robust uh, in your hands Artemis how far away would all of them kind of roughly be from us at this point probably 45 to 50 feet because you were you had just come into the room when all this kind of really kicked off are they kind of surrounding us or they were a semicircle of portraits the six that are remaining are now kind of a semicircle that are kind of lifting themselves up off the ground and kind of beginning to float towards you again okay because Arctimus is honestly shocked because he was thinking thunder wave and bonnie bonnie of all people he's thinking oh my god she actually had a good idea (laughs) (laughs) you know he can't believe it and it's like oh she she's quite literally stolen my thunder (laughs) um (laughs) not sure what to do he's actually going to pick up his weirdly scientific wand which uh, he got as a as a christmas an xmas present from his mother and he's been trying to figure out this weirdly scientific wand since he got it and not knowing what else to do. He is going to whip out his wand. Yep. And he is going to... his mother, by the way, I'd like to point out. (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot. Octopus has got issues. He's going to attempt to cast a spell from the wand. So here I roll a d8. Yes. To see what happens. Okay. Oh, that is cocked. It's not landed on anything. A three. What's three? Magic missile. (laughs) <laughs> they're all one target are they or they're all so there there are six i've yeah so you can you can pick kind of any kind of flavoring of them and i'll yeah since they're right there the three in the middle oh well no um okay. if if i can favor he recognizes i suppose professor vess is professor vess is the necromancy um, yes, the, the, yeah, the dean who of he is dean of necromancy whose classes he is taking then one at random and then one of course dear old mumsy awesome yeah roll for damage four force damage for the first one directed at vess two force damage to the random portrait and five force damage to mama oh yeah uh, we can unpack that later on in Ros. <laughs> <Yeah>. um <laughs> thank you as you as you so uh, eloquently put it yourself, your thunder is stolen by Bonnie. You whip out a wand uh, from a notch in your belt, just kind of like, or sorry, from a loop around your belt. And all of you see this paperweight. It literally, it, it looks like a novelty paperweight in the shape of a wand, but Arctimus kind of, kind of waves it around a little bit, gives it a couple of taps on the side, scrunches his face, and then just gestures violently and three fragments of light just shoot from the wand and just whiz around the room striking the portraits in front of you happiness you know one of them hits his mom's picture a lot harder than the others like i mean they've all been hit with magic missile but this one like it got her like right between the eyes it was a bit yeah uh any bonus action (laughs) no you clean your room mommy (laughs) (laughs) section i don't unless i uh no i don't need that no i'm good the portraits are the one of vess and agatha and what looks to be uh, a leonin gentleman the, the, the third one that you had hit they actually shake themselves you see the heads inside kind of shake a little bit as if the person painted has been afflicted with the attack those three pictures they rise up for a moment and 
immediately, out of nowhere, uh, some of the debris, Bonnie, that you had flicked and flitted across the room with Thunderwave levitates as they cast Magic Stone aimed at Artemis, Bonnie, and Happiness. So I'll make my attack rolls. They're not particularly adept at this. That is an 11 to hit Artemis. That's a miss. An 11 to hit Bonnie. Miss. And then uh, 14 to hit Happiness. Yeah. If only they've been like even slightly the other way around. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What do I take? Two. You you take two damage. (laughs) Some of the clutter that had been flung around the place just levitates up and you see the the portraits just kind of concentrating on it as three more move into the room towards you. Loads of stationery flits up. A couple of dust bunnies are flung at you as well. And the portraits don't have a particularly good aim. But happiness, you are actually struck on your left shoulder by a stapler. It is Arias. Seeing all this, Arias is going to slap a... You know, you know how some people have like their wallets on a chain? Um, Arias has his boombox on an elastic. <laughs> for reasons he he jams a cassette in there swings it and throws it into the middle of where all these ghosts are i need them all to make con saves as uh thunder is the is the name of the game today as he casts shatter they fail on a three they fail well they're gonna take three d8 thunder damage that is 17 thunder damage Oof. in addition <laughs> Uh, a non-magical object that isn't being worn or carried also takes damage if it's in the spell's area. But only non-magical things. Oh, well, they are magical. Yeah, they are. Mm. But everything um, else surrounding, fuck you, stapler, that's our friend. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Get the stapler. Uh, well, the pencils are saying... No, <laughs> nobody tries to staple my friends. <laughs> only I get to do that. That's it. Only um, I get to give them bad improvised piercings that I'm not trained to do. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what it is, yeah. <laughs> Hold still. <laughs> Stop squirming. The bonus action. He's gonna turn towards. Gonna turn towards happiness and say, "Here's looking at you, kid." That is bardic inspiration, <laughs> but I think it's more like with a little condensation. That's <laughs> uh, a that's a d six for whatever the heck you want. You all watch as Reyes. Do you unthether a rubber band? I'm not. I'm not. Really, unclips, unthethers. Well, I chucks, think it's it's, uh, it's attached to the elastic, so he throws it out. Oh, he it, throws it, it out. Does, okay, it does. It does the the thing. The spell it comes back. The noise, fair and then it comes back um, like a like an anime, yeah. like like a ridiculous anime weapon. You could say it reverbs. <laughs> Brilliant. It reverbs. Oh. Yes. Oh, is there an anti-inspiration I can give you? Yeah, you could, you could kill us. Stapler. <laughs> <laughs> Staples yeah, fall and you die. Staples fall, everybody dies, yeah. 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 <laughs> All of you see Arreus chuck this strange... and He like, he, he kind of carries it everywhere with him. It, like he, He's attached to it as, mu- as much as it is attached to him and the rubber band on his pants. It just slides across the table the top of it opens up and you Artemis you you can see uh, Arreus kind of like lip syncing to he's definitely lip syncing his voice screeches out of the the box but he's lip syncing to the it's it's all very 
it's all very performative. <laughs> the energy from his voice and the magic contained within in the boombox just explodes outwards. And the portraits are again blasted back against the wall and to the sides as they kind of ruffle themselves in, into shape and kind of try and uh, gather themselves again. Happiness, you can hear Aureus's voice just just outside your ear canal. Like it's uncomfortably there. You're doing, you're doing a really good job. The portraits are in bits. They are looking very banged up. While Aureus was doing his performance, uh, she was quite distracted by the fact that she got hit by a stapler. So <laughs> she was just generally like rubbing her shoulder where it hit, looking at it, making sure it didn't affect her clothes and all of that. And then she hears this in her ear and she's like, oh, jeepers. <laughs> um, and takes a step back. Don't touch me! Yeah. Um, you know, and kind of rubs her ear a little bit, like it shakes her head. Do I know which one threw the stapler? If you had to guess, it was probably Professor Vess. Okay. And she will jump up on the table and be like, hey, Bonbon, bon. that was wild. And cast burning hands at Vess and be like, I did not like that. Awesome. So that's a dex save at 13. Okay. What's the range on that as well? Oh, sorry. It comes from her hands. And it's a creature in a 15 foot cone. So if I'm on the table, so, so you'll get, you'll get the other three beside her. You'll get uh, Agatha and you'll get the Leona in Perfect. as well. Perfect, but yeah. nice. yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> oh, fire on an oil painting as well. That'd be good. That is three. Okay, so that's a fail. Oh, uh, so three d six. So that's one. That's not great. Three is four, and five is nine. Bonnie, you see happiness climb up onto the table in, in like one kind of hop and then she stands up dusts herself off a little bit gives you a very uncomfortable nod and a like a because <laughs> it kind of it was a little bit like sorry are you talking to me like okay and then just turn her hands outwards her hair lights up then it starts to smoke a little bit and you can actually see flames uh, whisping through throughout the huge mound of hair that sits atop her head and her shoulders she throws her hands out and a cone of fire just erupts from her fingertips enveloping the 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 desk and the three portraits of professor vess agatha shufflebottom and the leonin they writhe in the way that you would imagine a person would just for a second they like it's like an animated thing that they do back and forth the oil burns and the faces drip down in a very ghastly manner. Shockingly enough, Agatha's one, as it melts, it kind of seems to resemble how she will age as it just kind of wrinkles and folds over itself a little bit. It's, it's very odd. The portraits ignite and are burned to cinders a lot faster than you thought they would. Happiness. Bonus action. Uh, no, I don't have any. Okay. The other three portraits are still kind of floating in the air. They do that kind of like, they turn to look at their burned portrait friends and then look back. (laughs) And the three people inside are scowling very angrily. There's two tieflings, a man and a woman. He's a pale green. She's a deep rouge. And you see a wood elf woman with a shaved head. They're all just scowling very, very angrily at the three of you. All of them wearing their brooches with the purple feather. They continue their attack on the group. 
Bonnie, as you ready yourself to bring the pain, that voice echoes in the room again. These chambers are for heather birds only. Kindly remove yourselves, or we'll call security. Have a nice day. Ass pipes. <laughs> Bonnie. I'm actually not going to bring the pain. I think Bonnie has, after casting Thunderwave, thought to herself, like, oh no, I just made a really loud noise in the library. That's bad. So she's like, uh, why are we here in the first place? And she looks up to the book and she's like, oh, that's, that's why we're here. Okay. Um, and she's going to cast Summon Beast. As much as she wants to summon a horse, she is not going to. She's going to summon an air. So uh, summoning a bestial spirit, uh, I'm going to choose an air spirit, which can fly. So I'm going to cast it. And I imagine that for Bonnie, these all look a little bit like horses. So this is just a sort of horsey, tiny bird, <laughs> uh, which then she's like, she summons it. And then she can tell her what to do. So she tells it, fly up and see if you can grab the book as its action. So it takes its action after her. Um, so that's her action is to summon this little creature that's going to hang around for a bit. And everyone's doing okay. <laughs> the portraits have been taking more damage than us. So I think she's going to hop back down from the chair and just kind of back away so she's not too near any shrapnel and, and uh, staplers. <laughs> you, you all see Bonnie kind of just give her quarterstaff kind of a stir it's like she's kind of mixing the air in front of her she's concentrating very very hard as she kind of takes a step back down from the chair and just from the top of the quarterstaff there is a a whoosh of smoke and dust and at first there is a horse there is a, just a tiny little horse uh, and and bonnie kind of looks at it for a second and then shakes her head and is like no it's not the time the horse transforms into a horse fly. It's a horse fly bird. So it's part horse fly, part horse and part bird in a weird, oh my God, I wanted to make a horse, but it also has to fly, but I couldn't think of a Pegasus. Crap, what flies? Birds fly, horse flies. Got it. And now there's this weird... Uh, <laughs> Nightmare creature. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> made, of, so, made of air energy. So beautiful. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's the head of the horse yeah. and the body of a horse. Fly, and it's basically just a horse. <laughs> yeah. It gallop flies up into the air. And Bonnie, as you take a step back and you kind of you you kind of get a chance to kind of take stock of the situation. Three of the portraits are down, there's only three left. No one seems to have been hurt. Happiness has a tear on the back of her sweater she hasn't seemed to notice just yet. Possibly where she got hit with that stapler and it <gasps> ripped or a staple, a loose staple may have caught it. This bitch has got to die. You do not want to be the person to tell her. You watch as your air spirit flies up straight towards the, the book. And when it does, there's a zapping sound. And the horse air spirit is just, it blinks out of existence as the magic is dissipated. <gasps> How rude. Arctimus. Yeah, d just before he does anything, did Arctimus recognise the voice that was echoing? It sounded, because uh, it's the voice from your nightmares, it sounded a little bit like Agatha. Hmm. But younger, maybe? Well, in, in that way that she's an old soul, so she's probably always sounded a mm. little older. You, you do recognise it, but you're not... Not a hundred percent certain yeah. as to why it, it, it maybe that it's she was a heather bird at one point. She is in a Mystian administrator, so maybe she just did the voiceover for the library alarm system. Mm. 
it's it's a it's a thought that's there and it's kind of it's agitating the the sides of your mind but you've more pressing issues in mm-hmm. front of you he'll he'll step up to the he'll move a little closer to the remaining portraits to get within 10 feet of them and he's going to use his electro converger and he fires out a a bolt of electricity at them so that is a dc 13 deck save for a 10 foot cone that is a 14 yeah so it'd be half damage eight damage so they only take four damage uh, lightning damage and then to each time i use the electro converger i have to roll a d10 and i add the number of times i've used it since my last long rest and if the total's higher than 11 it basically blows up and i can't use it <laughs> so d10 eight plus three is 11 the pyroconverger explodes and i take 46 damage so i take 13 lightning damage as you hold the gauntlet up and out the your mother's voice the garish melting portrait all of it a a nightmare that therapists for years will attempt to dig through for you <laughs> you raise the the gauntlet up and out and it does it starts to spin and rotate and as it spins it a, a few of the the gyro joints in it that are whirling they're not behaving the way they should be the electricity is arcing from it your whole all the hair on your body all the hair on your beard your head all of it is standing up and out the electricity that it has pulled in it isn't contained and as it blasts outwards and the three portraits it arcs from one to the other to the other are all struck and they you see them kind of jitter and vibrate for a split second and then that clunking becomes a grinding of metal and it explodes on your arm your whole body courses electricity you are fully static for the next four hours all the hair on your body is standing up and out eyebrows beard hair Mm. arm hair leg hair the works anybody you touch will take a 1d4 static damage (laughs) <laughs> he goes to the shops after this like it's packed <laughs> it's black friday and there's just commoners dropping <laughs> zap <laughs> and as a as a bonus action he's going to use the second of his two defensive fields to get four temporary hit points cool the portraits two of them lunge forward as one's one of the portraits and it's that dark rouge tiefling woman her eyes light up and they fix on you bonnie the, this 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 particular tiefling woman her as she's kind of staring at you you start to feel a little bit weak as she casts or as the portrait rather casts ray of sickness at you can you give me a constitution saving throw please that's cute not bad 12. Take 7 poison damage, uh, Bonnie, as you you kind of look at it, and it's that weird optical illusion type thing. Mm. It's like there there isn't a ray of energy that shoots from its eyes at all. It's just the painting actually shifts in a really slightly kind of mesmerizing, and then it's very nauseating. It's it's almost like car sickness, um, (laughs) or carriage sickness that hits you. And your whole stomach just kind of twists in knots. And yeah, you do your best to not throw up. You've also been poisoned. Oh no, Bonnie's sick. We're going to have to take her round back and shoot her. 
God, she understands. the glue factory. Yeah. yeah. Oh God. <laughs> The other, the other two portraits bear down on top of you, Artemis and Arrhaeus. They are just going to try and go for the old fateful smash. Arrhaeus is, to, to the one that's coming for him, Arrhaeus is going to go, you're basic. Um, <gasps> casting Silvery Barbs. Ah. Well, Silvery Barbs, it forces them to take the lower roll? Yes, they've got to roll at disadvantage, yeah. So I... I actually hit you for a 23, and then you made me re-roll. And then I I rolled I rolled a nat one. Um, <laughs> so the other one as it as it kind of flies towards you, Arctimus, like I'm I'm assuming an eleven doesn't hit. Uh no. It swats at you. It's it's a it's a picture frame. Like you you just you're just you're just able to kind of like no. Um and you kinda of just Stop swat it, it back. <laughs> Stop that. The other one, the the tiefling man, uh, the the portrait inside it, for some reason, Arrhaeus, it not only hears you, it understands you when you call it basic. (laughs) It starts to weep, and there are literally oily tears just dripping down its face. And he's it's now just crying into its hands. Uh, you have a free action on it. Someone's got advantage on on their next d twenty roll. Gonna give it to Artemis. Why not? Okay. I'm gonna gonna use. I'm gonna do the do the speak action <laughs> and just go. And your hair looks bad. That's vicious mockery. With okay. with safe, please. Oh, that's a nat twenty. It just whips its head back up from its <laughs> hands as it hears you say, and its hair looks bad. No, it doesn't. The hair actually looks immaculate. The <laughs> face is now ruined. The face is now an oily mess. It's just like it's forget like, you know, mascara yeah. that's run. The face looks like a woman in Spain tried to repaint it. Uh, oh, God. It's yeah. Okay. It's, when, it, when this when this painting like flips its hair up, Arias's eyes get like the anime thing of just like <gasps> sort of sparkles in the eyes. Yeah. <laughs> It is. It's now your action as well, Arias. Cool. Arias is rapidly running out of spell slots. These are not humanoids, which, fun fact, as a bard, humanoids are what you want to be fighting. And as such, <laughs> is it is it within five feet of me? They yeah. The three portraits are within five feet of all of you at this stage. Arias is just going to be like, oh, oh shit, and then just stab them. <laughs> He just like takes it, like he flicks the dagger out of his out of his long. He's like he's got the, he's used his thumbs to put holes in the end of his jumper, and then quickly retracts it. And there's just like a little craft knife, just gonna try and shank a ghost. It's like it's like rent a ghost. That is a no. Ah, oh, it's a twelve. That hits nice for a grand total of. Five piercing damage, and I'm going to use one of my bardic inspirations to inflict psychic blade damage on it as well. Five, so it's got five piercing damage and a disappointing two from 2d6 psychic damage. (laughs) Well, that's enough. As the painting kind of comes face to oily mess face level with you, you slip a small craft knife out from under your sleeve and you just you just pop a hole right in the canvas so you just literally eh, and then just kind of wiggle the blade around a little bit the portrait 
the magic just wafts off of it and it collapses in a heap. It's probably a forgery. Happiness, because your your bonus action was giving your was the the bardic. I have no idea actually whether that is no. I can just do it as part of my action, okay. but I don't have a bonus action that I want to use at this point. Cool. Uh, happiness. She's got to try fly up to where the book is in her little cute flying boots. So she's gonna fly up to beside us and okay. Try use mage hand to grab it if possible. Happiness, as you fly up towards the the book, and it is, it's just suspended there in the, in the top of the room. The boots that you're wearing, they start to feel a little heavy. The magic uh, that's woven into the the fibers starts to wane a little bit, and as you reach out and a spectral form of your hand reaches up towards the book, the well-manicured hand reaches for the book and then vanishes you're about 10 feet in the air your boots don't seem to get you any closer uh she'll drop back down and be like what on earth is happening i don't understand i hate this can we just go back bonnie so can I just clarify with that? It's that is it that her she just can't get close, or that her hand actually sort of like phases? She couldn't get close. Then like, she, the boots levitated her up to a point, and then the magic didn't seem to be able to go any further. And then she cast Mage Hand out, and, that also didn't work. and as Mage Hand reached for it, it dissipated. Right. Okay. Got you. Got you. Okay. Cool. Okay. So there's two left. I'm poisoned. So Bonnie is silently weeping for her lost horse bird and trying not to be sick so she's like not in any fit state to try and attack anything so i'm going to how high up are the 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 portraits are next to us now there yeah okay i'm going to cast entangle on the area around us a creature in the area where you cast the spell must succeed on a strength saving throw or be restrained by the entangling plants until the spell ends a creature restrained by the plants can use its action to try and get out. So it's a uh, DC 14. Now, I would ideally like to be able to put it in a place that hits more of the portraits than it does everyone else. But that may not, given it's quite a small room, some of us may yes. uh, also be <laughs> involved. So I'm also looking around at everyone. I'm like, who of my friends is the buffest? Uh, because this is a strength save. It's probably you. Uh, Arctimus is plus two. Okay, so yeah, I try and like position it so it's if Arctimus is going to get stuck, that's okay. But I try maybe to avoid. <laughs> Let's say I try and avoid happiness if I can only maybe avoid one person getting in this square. Okay, given that you're you're all kind of bunched up a little bit, I would say uh, and happiness had kind of flown up and it was is coming yes. down. I would say you can safely avoid hitting Arrhaeus yourself and happiness, but Artemis, I'm going to need to give you to give me a strength saving throw as well. The portraits have failed, so they are going to be wrapped in the nice the weeds and vines. Cool. Ooh, six plus two is eight. Ah, sorry, you are also uh, restrained. restrained. Yeah. Oh, Artemis, you've got advantage on that save because of silvery barbs. 
silvery bubs. 11 plus 2 is 13. It's 14. <laughs> <laughs> Bonnie, like, casts it and sees you getting stuck in his lunch. She's like, I'm sorry. It seemed like the best thing to do at the time. A window in the room opens, and it, it, it opens with a groan here. A lot of the hinges in the library uh, need to be tended to, need to be oiled. And as 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 you hear the sound, Arias, it that would actually make for a good sample. You're not sure what you'd use it for, but you should probably go back and collect it at some point. Arias remembers this. <laughs> All of you see just spindling vines of ivy just crawling in over the window, and... As as a bushel of it does, it kind of looks over at you, Bonnie. It kind of gives you a weird nod. It just kind of nods at you and then slithers down over the windowsill, up along the floor, the table and the chairs, ensnarls the two portraits and they are wrapped in this and they're, they're struggling to kind of get free and spindles of ivy just kind of shoot from it and Artemis, you, your, your gauntlet, mm-hmm. uh, even though it's still sparking and, and smoking a little bit, is wrapped both your hands are now trapped in these ivy chains and you are ensnared bonus action bonnie no extra action okay Archimus, uh, with your new ivy cufflinks it's your action yeah so is he's he's uh, restrained and i'm assuming, assuming it's just used his action to try to break out i'm guessing is that how you can make a strength work? check yeah check okay 12 uh 14 just 12 plus yep. 2 He'll move as best he can. He'll move out of the area of the vines, assuming he's not going to get... Even if he's going to get an attack of opportunity somehow, I think he'll take his chances. No, because the other two are the other two portraits are restrained, so... Yeah, yeah. You, so. I mean, it's Ivy, Arctivist, and you, 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 just, you just snap it. it you, just, you just break it. You literally just pull it apart, and you're, you kind of sidestep around it. When you do, you see that the room is in an absolute mess i mean it was dusty and disused now it's now it's destroyed there was tall shelves with like books and trinkets in them one of them is just smashed into bits the the desk at the far end of the room that seemed to be like where maybe the president or vice president would have said uh, is on fire there's a smoldering heap of oil paintings burning at the back yeah I, i'm guessing he saw the happiness attempting to fly up and do the main he is. He doesn't know, but he is theorizing that there is an anti-magic field surrounding the book because her boots stopped working when they got up that high, and her mage hand disappeared. And he's debating whether or not, if he sum on next next time around, if he summons his homunculus servant, it's technically he creates it using magic. As I think, if it goes into the field, it temporarily winks out of existence. Is the phrasing that's used? I think anti-magic but he's not sure he might attempt it i thought you were just gonna say it temporarily winks <laughs> it gets there it turns <laughs> turns directly to camera <laughs> wink <laughs> with with the with the paintings now mostly taken care of and restrained his focus his attention till his turn comes around he's fascinated by yeah. this and the paintings are struggling my eyes my eyes rolling and my head thrown back to the ceiling there was the fact that i rolled a two uh, to see if they break through the restraints they do not you Dice um, are really bad today, but I am swapping them out. <laughs> I'm definitely going to swap them out. These are garbage. They seem to be kind of struggling against it. Outside, Arreus, you can hear footsteps approaching. Uh-oh. Ah, Arreus is going to turn towards the door. 
which presumably there is. And I would like... It's just behind you, yeah. I would like to... Rage. No. Um, <laughs> I would like to... Oh, God, I'm going to run out of spell slots, but I don't care. I'm going to hold the caster spell action. And the condition is I'm going to cast Calm Emotions when someone opens the door and comes in. Okay. At the door on the people. Gotcha. And the way, the way he prepares it is he just kind of like holds the boombox in front of him. <laughs> and you see there's just like a, like suddenly there's there's a headset that's just appeared out of nowhere. <laughs> and you see, you see on his face, like he's just about to start saying, relax, relax, relax. <laughs> All of you witness this. You, you, I mean, you see the state the room is in, you see the tangled portraits. Aureus seems utterly unfazed by all of it. Turns to face the door, boombox held aloft, and just seems to concentrate on just that happiness. It's your action. She's pissed off. She couldn't go up and get the book. So she's just going to aim for uh, the two remaining portraits with Scorching Ray. Yep, so I'll aim for the two of them with that. So two on one and one on the other. That is 16 plus 4, so that's a 20 to hit. Yep, that hits. So that's 3 and 4 is 7. With almost laser eyes, and all of you have seen this particular look on Happiness's face. She doesn't like to carry it for too long, because, you know, wrinkles. But her brow furrows... And her eyes are now burning with a red-hot, intense rage. And a scorching ray just shoots from her eyes and burns through the two remaining portraits, singeing the ivy vines that were restraining them. They catch on fire, light up, and turn to ash. I have to do everything. I'm really glad I was out of those vines. <laughs> <laughs> How do we get the book? Not with magic. Are those footsteps still coming closer as well? They are. They're effectively, you have what I'm going to argue is kind of one round before they're th- well, at the door. Um, so Bonnie, you all know that Bonnie is very good at fading into the background and so um, she says, I learned a spell that helped me with this, you guys. Um, I can do Pass Without Trace and we could all try and hide like in the rubble. Uh, and we just you just don't move and just try not to look too like as if you aren't furniture. Uh, I found it very effective in the past if people are mad at me and I just pretend I'm not there. Okay. Um... Oh, buddy. Uh... <laughs> oh. I can do it on all of us if you want. Uh, that's a lot of trauma, but it sounds like a great plan. I get okay. it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel I've done it. On, I've done it on. Yeah, I've done it on. Uh, I think I've probably done it on art before, like to help us hide from Agnes going past. So yeah, I'll drop obviously in Tangle and cast Pass Without a Trace on everyone, which will give us all a plus ten bonus on Dexterity Stealth checks. And you can't be tracked apart from magical means. So I'm like, cast it on, of, all on, on all of us. And I immediately try and find like some sort of like curtain or little table or something to like hide under. 
Okay. So Bonnie, you're hiding under the table, having cast pass without yeah. trace. And that can be everyone Arctimus. in the area. Yeah. Everyone in that space. Okay. Quick, Arrayus, get your knife, cut face holes out of the paintings, and we'll stand behind them all. <laughs> <laughs> They're dust. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the melty ones might be right in the corner. <laughs> Abstract. Jesus. Yeah, he, he's he's going to look around frantically for some kind of a hiding place in his big clunky steampunky Iron Man armor. <laughs> and is there anywhere that looks like it might hide him convincingly in the debris around the room? The closest thing that you could probably see is a tapestry hanging on the walls that you would just have to like stand behind <laughs> yeah he's gonna go he's gonna yeah he's gonna attempt that stealth check oh oh hang on no disadvantage for my big clunker but then uh, plus 10 <laughs> ooh, with disadvantage a plus 10 gets you fuck all gets you fucking nothing on a nat one. Oh no <laughs> so... oh no i meanwhile rolled myself and i got a nat 20 so I've got 30 stealth, so I'm just like, you just see Bonnie is just gone immediately. As soon as, she, as, soon as she's like, yeah, I'm really, really good at feeding into the background. <laughs> <laughs> it's full on Arnold Schwarzenegger, yeah. covered in yeah. mud, hiding from the predator. <laughs> and then just clunk. <laughs> Happiness and Arrhaeus, what are you doing? Arrhaeus is going to see everyone else hiding and go, oh, and is going to, fuck, this is stupid. Um, are there any lamps? <laughs> like... Yeah, like, a, like tall lamps, you know, floor, floor lamps, yeah. Sure, there is. There's one in every corner. Well, there was. There's now three, because one is on fire. Oh, really? Is it, is it still on fire? Yes, it's smouldering. Oh, yeah, yeah. shit. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, Arais is going to go stand in the, one of the corners that's not on fire. Okay. <laughs> Kick the lampshade okay. over and put the lampshade on the head and just sort of stand there. Perfect. Can I roll a stealth check? <laughs> is there a curtain? Or is there, does the room have any windows? Probably doesn't, does it? There is a, there is the window that the vines came through. Okay, yeah, so I would like to stand behind the curtain. Okay. Um, that's a, that's a, with, with Pass Without Trace, that's a 32 on my stealth oh. check. You are a lamp. <laughs> <laughs> I love lamp. Yeah. Actually, this is perfect if, if everyone disappears apart from art. <laughs> That would be, be fine. <laughs> Mom! I don't know what happened. My stealth was an eight. With the plus ten. With the plus ten. Eighteen. Noise. Uh, okay. That is, I was like, are you negative two? And rolled a zero. <laughs> <laughs> the door opens just as happiness. You slip behind the curtain. You just managed to catch an eyeful of Arrhaeus putting a lampshade on his head and just standing very neatly uh, uh, on a fixed point from the corner of your eye you can see where you can clearly you can clearly see Arctimus behind the tapestry like it, the whole lower bottom half of him is just exposed like it's just you can just see the just imagining him stepping on a loose thread and the whole thing just like <laughs> <laughs> unraveling, yeah. unraveling the door opens and there's the sound of very thin, pointy heels clacking on the wood and stone floor. And, Reyes, you've covered your head, so you, you, you can't see. Uh, but I can see with my ears. You can see what you hear. <laughs> Actually, I've got... I, I, I'm telepathic. 
Well, I tell you what, even I, I, the fact that you are just a creep for sound, <laughs> you can discern, you can discern whose footsteps they are. I will give you that. I appreciate that. I will give Jeff you that. Um, <laughs> he's he's going to, in his, in his head, he's going to reach out to, um, reach out to Bonnie and be like, hey, what's going on? Bonnie's little eyes are like peering through two knots in the wooden, in a wooden table, like one hopes it's a wooden table <laughs> to sort of see like, what is happening? And happiness from the from the lofty position of the curtains, you were also able to see who's come through the door. As Agnes Shufflebottom steps in, Professor Vess just behind her. They move into the room and you just hear, what is... Oh... Agnes, you you said you you got rid of this room. It's it's a tad on the nose, don't you think? Like it's and Agnes is oh well, you know, I I'm a, I'm a bit sentimental. And her eyes drift over at the tapestry. Arky. <laughs> Hello, Mum. Pudding pop. What are you? What are you doing hiding behind the tapestry? Oh, I, I've lost control of my armor, and I couldn't control it. And it went. I went in a bit of a tizzy, and it went on a rampage. I, I can't see where I am. What's happened? Are the paintings still on the wall? <laughs> Agnes looks around and Professor Vess is just squeezing the bridge of her nose. Oh, uh, Mr. Shufflebottom, could you please... Could you please remove yourself from behind Oh, yes, Professor Vess, of course! <laughs> 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 As you do, as you step from behind it uh, and kind of half rip the tapestry from the wall, Arctimus, you felt the wall behind you give a little bit. And Professor Vest just kind of looks you up and I see the electroconverger. You haven't quite got it down, it seems. No, not quite. Trial and error. My my little puddin' pop is really good with his hands. He's it's just a very very dexterous little thing. I mean, he's got little sausage hands, um, but they're really good. They're really good, and he gives the best shoulder rubs ever. I come home some days from the office, and my back is just covered in knots. <laughs> and my little Arky has magic fingers that just <laughs> melt mommy's back. It's oh. Octopus hears a little voice in his head that says, That's pretty fucking weird, bro. <laughs> Arky, what are you what are you doing in, in Mummy's old clubhouse? You Well I, I was in the library researching and as I said, uh, my armor went a bit haywire and um I don't really my, my helmet dropped down and uh, my my goggles of night failed, and I I couldn't see my way, and and uh, I don't really know where I'm. Your clubhouse, you say? 
DM. Yeah. Go for it, Josh. So, Bardic Inspiration Rules as Written is a creature that can hear you. I've got yep. telepathic so I can speak to people in their brains. Can I give yep. Arctimus Bardic Inspiration by just, like, gently guiding him with the right things to say? <laughs> yes. You can... I will allow you to speak seven words uh, <laughs> before you'd have to roll to stealthily convey the rest of what you say. So you have seven words to speak to Arctimus to kind of help him with his lie. Okay, so... Arius will say in Arctimus's in Arctimus's brain, he'll say, "Just tell her you're sorry." <clears throat> Cry. You hear Arius's voice uh, in your brain. <laughs> Arctimus is going to do something that he hasn't done for many years, and he's hoping that the reflex is still there, which is to summon tears. On command <laughs> to get out of something he really didn't want to do, that his mother wanted to do, including the mummy and her little pumpkin ball for the seventh year running, <laughs> where he had to wear that frock. <laughs> the, tra- <laughs> the trauma of wearing your gentleman's frock at the annual mother-son pumpkin ball just bubbles up inside you, and you can feel the tears catching. Give me a... Uh, Performance <laughs> Performance check at, with advantage, yeah. 14 minus 1 is 13. Oh, does he have Bardic Inspiration or not, or was that a separate... Oh, you would do... Uh, well, yeah, you have Bardic Inspiration as well. 19. The tears flow, Arctimus, and you start to shake a little bit. The memory is... I mean, it's gone back maybe about 10 mm. years now, but it's still raw. And Professor Vess doesn't quite buy... You, you can see her... She's not not so certain uh, about the story you were spinning. It doesn't matter, because I, I, the second you start, your lip starts trembling and your eyes start watering, Agnes kind of like gingerly pushes her to one side and runs up and takes your non-gauntlet-covered hand in, in her two little hands. Little bubble and squeak. Oh. <laughs> What's mom at mommy's little farty? <laughs> There's no need to cry. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Professor Vess wanted me to get rid of all this stuff. You've just helped mommy. It's fine. Don't, don't cry. Don't. My Albert didn't I'll cry. cry. The electro. I, I know. My, my head. <laughs> Professor. <laughs> Professor Vess. Look. My little Arky is a fragile little buttercup. Okay, he's under a lot of strain. He's 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 he's. Oh, actually, give me a D four for static damage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, one. You shock your mother with static, but she holds on. Like she's yeah, she's she's holding on. He's he's. He's overworking himself in your labs to help your students and he's got his own thesis to be doing and he's hanging out with a, a rather unsavoury and, 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 and they probably put him up to this as well, no doubt. I, I, uh, this has Roz Graypurse, <laughs> Happiness Tinderson, Araya Samar and that Bonnie Verdante written all over it. <laughs> God is my witness. In the corner, a lamp holds out a hand crossbow. 
<laughs> and he just goes back down. <laughs> come on, come on. Mommy's got, you, we have to get you all cleaned up. We have to do something with all of this. And you have to get yourself to the summer solstice, don't you? Huh? Yeah. And do you know what? I... I've I've cleared my calendar. I've cleared my calendar, Artemis, and I'm I'm aware. I'm aware. I'm aware you were hoping to take Rosalinda. I, I you know I you know I have strong feelings about her. She's still in detention, it would seem. So. I guess I'll, I'll be your date to the summer solstice. Now the tears are real. <laughs> <laughs> Tears of joy. Look, Professor oh, tears of joy. He's, he's so happy. Oh, His yes. mother's accompanying him to such a high-profile event where wizards and witches across the world gather to celebrate our missing <laughs> would-be graduates. Come on, Eddie, come on. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get you into a nice bath and I'll help detangle that hair of yours. The- this would be a great moment for someone to use their total recall to say, actually, he was really happy about it. <laughs> As Arctos is led away, yeah, don't cry for me, Argentina. <laughs> Agnes Shufflebottom leads Arctos out of the former clubhouse committee room, meeting room for the Heatherbirds Society. Professor Vess lingers for a moment and her eyes drift around the room and where Artemis came from she stares at the tapestry just just for a moment longer than needed and her hand glances over the brooch pinned to her blouse she fixes it looks around the room once more and kind of half waves a hand as she steps through the door the door slams all of you hear the chattering of a very excited cat goblin outside. And Arrhaeus, you hear him telepathically whisper, Wankers. <laughs> As they leave. The three of you are in the room. Uh, out of character, I would also like to remind everyone, pass well that trace, if I maintain my concentration lasts for an hour, including on our key. So... Okay. Can I do like a, an insight check on that weird behaviour? I could I can ask that I can ask that better. Hang on. Hey, what's going on with the weird thing that they did with the brooch touching and looking at the wall? Can I can I do some sort of check for that? Yeah, sure. <laughs> oh, what would that be? A a, a, a nature check? <laughs> be an insight check there. Actually. Insight. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Bonnie slides out from under the table on her back, like pushing herself back with her feet. Like. <laughs> Has she wild shaped into a tortoise? Mm, she was thinking about turning into a horse, but she thought it wasn't the time. Uh, that is a uh, 13. It's not so much. I mean, she was, she, Professor Vess's body language shifted ever so slightly mm-hmm. when Agnes and Artemis left. Okay. Like, it, it, I mean, and you've encountered her a couple of times in the, in the library race you, you encountered her today Vess is qu- quite a formidable confident no-nonsense professor takes everything very very seriously and has this sort of air of you know academia and arcane academia about her in that like 
Mystian is this proper place where proper magic is studied. You 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 made kind of note of kind of what she was doing at that exact moment, and her eyes drifted to the tapestry where Artemis came from. She was looking at something there on the wall, but you can't you from where you currently are, you can't ascertain. Okay. Arias says nothing. <laughs> no, Bonnie and N- Naruto jogs into the middle of the room. <laughs> yeah, I've sort of slowly slugged my way out from under the table. <laughs> in that in the, she sort of undulates out in a weird way. <laughs> Straightens her little vest. Oh. <laughs> well, that wasn't good. Happiness will slip out from behind the curtain, fixing her hair. That was both equally very weird and very intense. It was slightly hot. I mean, it was hot. I mean, you cast a lot of fire stuff, so it was That's what I meant, and I was in the curtain. It's a heavy material. I don't love the velvet. Yeah, very toasty. (laughs) What what do we do? Uh, Arias is just going to look around. Well, we can't get the book with magic. And he's just going to try jumping. He's just going to try <laughs> jumping to get the book. Give me an athletics check. Athletics. Oh, but I'm a library geek. <laughs> oh, that's a that's a, t- that's a ten. Yeah, Arias, you just you just start jumping. You jump. You jump about a foot off the ground, and you wave a hand up to get the book. How, nope. how high how, up? How, it's forty feet in the air. How, how close was I? How close was I? But if you like. Up your hands. I can stand on it if you throw me up. I used to do it in cheerleading all the time. And I get pretty high. Like, off the ground, not drug-wise. Yeah, I always used to be at the bottom of the pyramids in school, so I can go at the bottom and hold you, happiness. I'll be fine. That's great. Can you, like, can you like cup your hands and then I'll stand yeah, on it with yeah. one foot and you can just lift your hands up and I can flip up there. Okay. <laughs> I'll try. <laughs> The sheer panic in Bonnie's voice. Ah! <laughs> Bonnie's very historian um, not so much. <laughs> when I was at the bottom of the pyramid, I, I would just—they they would just all stand on my back. And <laughs> well, they—they they told me if I moved that they, I couldn't be in the pyramid anymore, so I didn't move. <laughs> Give me an athletics check, Bonnie, <laughs> as you cup your hands together and happiness puts a foot in apparently i've summoned my past memories of staying perfectly still and i got a 19 holy crap Uh, okay yeah it's probably more though the absolute dread that you could potentially drop happiness tinderson could fling on her could fling her anywhere i've got to get this right (laughs) 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 and you summon every ounce of strength in your body and just hoop and ha- happiness with all the grace and form of head cheerleader you are you it's like a swan dive into the air give me an, an acrobatics roll with advantage with advantage okay the first one's a 17 and the second one's a 16 so 17 arms and legs are in you go straight up and you your hands go up you do feel it, it it feels a bit cold up here as you just as you go up but as you reach up your hands find the rim of the book and the pages within and the torn spine you grip 
tuck and you do a full roll in the air <laughs> and come down landing perfectly on Bonnie's shoulders. <gasps> I did something cool. Oh my gosh, bon bon. We did it. We did something we did amazing. It. Yeah. We did it. <laughs> That was so good. I will never tell anyone you were here, but I, that was amazing. It's fine. You don't. It's just the inner knowledge will be enough. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So good, so good. Let's do it again. No, wait, no. No, no. Uh, let's never. If I was a horse, you could jump even higher, though. All right, that's enough. Let's stop. Um, okay, so we have the book. Now what do we do? Should we read it? We should read it. I mean, I edited parts of it. It's it's steamy. Oh. Maybe I shouldn't read it then. We should probably get the other the, half of there's, it there's, first. There's a look on Arias's face that you guys have probably seen that's like, maybe I should read their thoughts about it. Oh, no. And then he puts that away. <laughs> a bell rings outside. It's six bells. It's gotten quite late into the evening. And the summer solstice is tonight. Well, we do need to get Arky back because I, based on previous conversations, I know he will not want to go to the summer solstice with his mum. I need to not go with any of you, so I might just go back and get ready. Do you guys, where do we keep this half book? I mean, we have a whole, like, uh, 40 minutes left of people probably not noticing us, so we could hide it somewhere, or... I've I've spent 20 years of no one noticing me. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Happiness, if you just stand in the middle of the two of us, probably, like, no one will notice. I'm not going to risk <laughs> it, but thank you for the suggestion. Um, okay, right, I will take it back to my room i will get ready i will see you all there from a distance cool 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 who's your date i don't need a date didn't you ask brian you talk about brian no what was that he... he's just a friend am i misremembering dm do we, do we have to have a date I feel like there's a rule that said we have to have a date because it's a horny school. There's usually, usually you have a date at these things. It's that sort of scene to be with. It's like power couples would often show off together. Okay. This is one, the summer solstice is the, all students are welcome. Uh, all alumni are welcome. Professors attend. And, you know, even, even merchants and people from Mystian City uh, like to come to this. Obviously they pay for tickets and so on and so forth. But it is, this is a big, it's a black tie affair. And this year... It's a masquerade. Oh no. <laughs> Arias will um, say to Bonnie, yeah, who, who are you going with? Oh, um, uh, currently no one. I did hope that my friend from a different university uh, that I was writing to would come visit, but. Oh yeah, I um, I have a, I have a friend who goes to. Who's from Fantasy Canada? Yeah, I met them on my gap year, and they're definitely real. Mine, mine also, very real. Yeah. Um, should it's we? Sad, yeah. Should we? Should we blend into the background? Uh, as together as friends. <clears throat> uh, 
Um, sure, friends, yes, okay. Yeah. But if my date turns up, because I haven't had the letter back yet, so they might still come. Sure, sure, yeah, and mine also. Yeah. Um, Fantasy Canada. Oh my god, this is the worst thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there's a couple of things I want to unpack here as the GM, and both as someone listening to that. <laughs> First is, I now have to make Fantasy Canada a thing no, in the world. No, you don't. Uh, you absolutely don't. <laughs> Canada. Fantasia Canada. <laughs> Small little kingdom up the north. Um, yeah, you, you haven't... Not- you haven't heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> God. Bonnie and Arias take inspiration. Yeah, buddy. Oh, it's so uncomfortable. I'll tell you things about horses. Thanks. I mean, my my friend, if they come, they're really into birds. So we were going to like exchange information. I have a load of facts ready. So maybe, hopefully they'll come. Cool. 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 I can tell you about horses right now. Did you know? (laughs) (laughs) Is is that when the harp comes in and the the time jump? (laughs) Are you, so is it, you're done, you're, you've got the book, happiness is going to go to her dorm, you're going to go to your room. I've got to tell you DM, as a player, I want to investigate that wall, my character, don't know what's going on. So I do think Bonnie was looking through the table. Could have seen Professor Vess also looking if we want to investigate. But I don't mind. It's up to you. I also want to rescue poor Ark. Oh shit! Oh shit! We've got about Ross. Where's Ross? <laughs> there is a slight chance, depending on perhaps how good Bonnie's eyes are, peeking through the hole. Artemis, correct me if I'm wrong. He was. Not very well covered by the tapestry. Mm. So, I mean, it's possible there might have been a very slightly, almost imperceptible give in the wall, depending on how Mm. hard his ass hit it. (laughs) Okay, how about, as we're sort of talking about leaving, uh, Bonnie is in the habit of, like, she likes to check everything as, you know, right because things have happened in the past you know she's walked out the loo with Lou Roll on her shoe and she likes to just check everything before she goes nowadays make sure everything is just so and obviously this room is trashed but she's like okay go to my mind palace how was it before so she's kind of like is like is there anything different than it was before and tries to think through did she see anything that she would want to check before she would leave you can give me an, uh, an investigation check Bonnie can you Oh, I'm not, I'm not terrible. Uh, three. No, it's all fine. It's a mess. Everything's fine. Yeah, the room's in, the room's in an absolute mess. Other than that. I mean, I did, like, cast a whole load of vines in here, so I guess I wouldn't remember anyway. Right, let's go rescue. <laughs> That's it for part three of the Roz Grapers After School Special. As always, a big thank you to our special guests, Emma, Bonnie, Ben and Josh for their phenomenal roles as Roz Grapers' best question mark friends. We're back in two weeks for another episode. Until then, do make sure you're following us on social media at D8Dungeon. 
at the end of this month we've got a very special Halloween adventure coming to you live on our Twitch channel twitch.tv forward slash d8 dungeon as we well Halloween Halloween's like Valentine's Day it can be romantic it can be sweet it can be full of nightmares so do check us out for most ghosted a romancing the dungeon or one shot coming to you at the very end of October until then see you next time <laughs>